And shit, well, it's like, I don't know Ooh. what time it is in your time zone, but it's it's 4.20 here, so, like, that was bad timing, but it's All cool. right, yeah, we, we were, we're at our 7.20 here, so I thought it was a three-hour day. <laughs> so you're already, you're already well into it. Sweet. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> I was, I live, right now, I'm, like, deep in the suburb, like, like, exactly what you're picturing. And last night, when I was driving around, there was a riot van over here. And it was unmarked, completely unmarked. Ooh. It was twice the size of, like, a large pickup truck. Completely unmarked, just red and blue lights. That's all it said. And I was just thinking how normal I... Like, obviously, it gets attention in the sense that, like, everyone driving by saw it and thought, like, oh, shit, oh, yeah. I know exactly <laughs> why this is there. You know what I mean? Like... I know. Yeah, there's yeah. a fucking lion <laughs> in my neighborhood. Yeah, like it's, yeah, like that's the time of the season. But um, the weird part is like how I had to double take at it. Like it was like, it was the like how like I don't want to use the term normal, but like how expected in a way. I feel like it's only yeah, rational, right. Like, like how expected no, in a way, really and how it. like the shit I'm seeing is like, like last year me or like two years ago me would have like freaked out and like how i got here like i don't know i don't know if you've seen any crazy shit like basically like cosplayers you know what i mean like you you'd, you'd call them cosplayers in the past but they're just like legitimate people now i i mean i i kind of get what you're saying like i i don't know i have uh a couple people over here that are very <laughs> I don't know how to really put it, but let's just leave it at interesting. So I, I kind of get the cosplay aspect to where you're going, but I don't like I've seen dudes, I've seen dudes in plague masks, and I was it like that was hilarious. Like it wasn't even like like obvious. Like I didn't think anything of it because if we have to wear, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I see where you're going. Now I was way off, but uh, no. Um, I'm trying to think of something bizarre. I've definitely seen a lot on like Twitter and like Instagram, but I, I wouldn't really count that as my own, you know. I can see where you're but, going with that though. Like like in terms of like I'm talking in terms of pandemic and riots, so but especially oh, no, in yeah, terms yeah, of yeah. riots. In terms of riots it's crazy. Like it, it that like especially like um one of the protests I went to there were I don't think there yeah. is a clear yeah. It was crazy. One of the protests I went to, like you expect to see everyone in all black and with bandanas and like completely covered up and you do. And it's like, we got there and so fast <laughs> that we don't even question it now. And I'm not saying it's like a bad thing. Like it's the rational thing to do if you're going to a protest, right? Cause we're aware of like facial recognition, oh, yeah, pandemic, yeah, well. pandemic, facial recognition, yeah. like all yeah, of yeah. these, there's definitely a, like a, like a team aspect to it too, like a, like a lining aspect to it too, where like in the sci-fi movies, there's like the cops who are wearing like, or like the space cops, whatever, you know what I mean? Who are wearing like very universal uniforms, you know, and they're like decked out in whatever shit they got. And then there's the other people who are wearing like, just like future tech it looks like or renegade shit and that's what is like super interesting to me where it's like 
you're either like there's no more like business suit casual clothes divide <laughs> oh yeah no I, I i feel like that's very clear right now too yeah. like yeah no i actually saw um a picture uh, i think it was instagram earlier uh uh, one of the influencers I follow uh, posted something, and it was like comparing uh, like healthcare assistants right now, or like doctors, nurses, whatever, and then they're like uh, set uniform for as far as the pandemic goes. And I think totaling like with masks and uh, or the mask, like the plastic thing that kind of covers your whole face and whatnot. Yeah, the face and, shields. Uh, their whole rest of their, yeah, yeah, the rest of their um, uniform was like totaled out to like. 45 bucks or something and then comparing it to like the riot officers it was like borderline a thousand dollars like i i just thought it was comical thing that side by side that is that is a crazy thing to weigh honestly where it's like you have police and with full military they basically have whatever toys they want right like whatever toys they can justify and then you have like teachers who have to spend their own money on crayons like that's in health yeah, it's 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 if it wasn't so sad it's hilarious and it is like hilarious but in really dark way <laughs> oh yeah no it's, it's it's funny until you like we're back to like this is reality yeah you know like this isn't the sci-fi movie that we all thought it could be or i don't I know mean, like this is real life it's crazy there's i the way they get these weapons too it's not like like the way they do it there's conferences like in Vegas, like that's where a lot of conference, like the national conferences are held for like a lot of things. And there's conferences, like police conferences, weapon conferences, and um, it's private companies that make all this shit. And they pretty, basically the police departments just bid on this stuff in in hopes this shit happens, like because <laughs> they don't have to use it otherwise. I, I honestly, I never knew that. That that is that is ridiculous. Yeah, I don't even know where to. I, I saw I footage from one down. a while ago. Um, I can dig it up, but that's kind of how they do it. They place bids on it, and we contract all our security out. I mean, federally, we contract our security out, which is crazy. Like white, um, it's. I think it's it's Blackwater. Yeah, I think it. Right. Yeah, I think it's Eric Prince's security contract company, and um, Eric Prince is in the. Davos family, like Betsy Davos, like the Secretary of Education. Uh, um, oh, yeah, right, so they wow. have private armies, basically, that they contract oh, out. Of course they do. So it's like, technically, we're not throwing coups in other countries. This company is. <laughs> but, Interesting. Yeah, All it's, right. it's, yeah, it's really, it's bizarre. Like, I'm not, it's, to, it's like, it's literally almost as if since all this stuff exists, we've got it. We want to use it. Like, not we, but like humanity in that sense. Like, it reminds me yeah. so much of pre World War One because they invented a machine gun at the later part of the Civil War. They invented Gatling guns and crazy yeah, weapons. Yeah, all right. Yeah, and everyone's just building them for like a couple decades or half a century. And then they're like, oh shit, we want to use these. We didn't build these for nothing, you know? Like that's what it feels it's like. A fucking war. Yeah, it's like oh, we didn't build a surveillance state for no reason. Like we didn't like. That scares me. Like that scares me a lot. Like obviously, obviously, it's always scared me. Um, but the fact now, with contact tracing, makes it like 
super scary how um contact tracing is like a a, pro, a proposed bill actually it passed i think it um in the house of representatives that basically if you have one confirmed case of coronavirus and you have their like cell phone data or their location data and you see how they travel and then you ping everyone who comes in contact with them and you see how they travel and you ping everyone that comes in contact with them and it's supposed to model the spread of coronavirus and uh yeah, yeah, I just know going to the protest, everyone there's pinged, and then it's like wherever they go back, it's like that's if it wasn't tracked before, it 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 sure is now. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I I was a little over my head jumping in this um or trying to explain it to this one girl because it, it it was very irrelevant. Like uh, usually the conversations I start, but uh, what is it? I, I was trying to explain how like it should be interesting to see what happens from the protests as far as like um especially the pinging like uh i saw something like at the start of all this like uh it was like a lot of testing centers weren't taking people that were at the protest and i was kind of thinking like well how do you know if you're at the protest and whatnot and then that's when uh around the same time you told me about the the whole pinging thing and i was like oh okay yeah it's it getting real Ironically enough, though, the House of Representative bill was Bill Six 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 Six. Yeah, you're telling me that it's like, oh, we are in the presence of the devil. Yeah, and like three weeks ago, everyone was like, uh, like it's like, well, if they have a Bill Six 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 Five, like of course the next bill is going to be Six 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 Six. I'm like, all right, cool. Like it's still a surveillance bill. <laughs> like, yeah. like that's just ironic. It's not. It was funny yeah, either way. And then. Now it's like it's it's weird. The good thing I'm taking away from all of this, it's like it, in terms of like the media I consume, because ninety nine percent of the media, like that is available to us. Not, no, I'm not. Just, I'm not just saying out there, but like I'm just saying like when you just open the front page of something, if you just start scrolling like Reddit or like any news source or like or any news aggregate. If you just start scrolling, then you're going to get stuck in the rabbit hole. It's like not, it's not, you're not going to find peace there. It's, it's just going to incite you to do something protest or like protest, counter protest or like donate money to someone or whatever it is. Like it's, it's so attention grabbing that like breaking out of it seems like almost impossible right now. And it seems almost like irresponsible to, to like divert your attention so like the middle ground I found there is like I just listen to a bunch of Creedence Clearwater Revival now and like protest songs and it's honestly like I've been waiting for this moment. Like I listened to For What It's Worth by Buffalo Springfield like seven times yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I have to say as, as far as music goes, I'm a little all over the place. I'm like half on like that whole side like um all all day earlier today and yesterday i've just been like uh on board with the usa by the clash like that that's been banging and then i'll flip over and then i'm before i know it i'm listening to like the way you move by outcast uh, like you know there's there's no fine or like clear grounds with my music taste right now it's kind of like just like whatever hits me or like anything that gives me some sort of like euphoria or like um past memories so like yeah yeah i don't know to try to keep everything happy you know <laughs> <That is a weird laughs> with everything too. very angry 
after three months of lockdown, everyone's already exhausted all their libraries, so we're everyone's listening to some weird shit by now. Like <laughs> Like that was one of the most exciting parts going to lockdown was like, well fuck, I can just listen to music all day. And then it's like a couple weeks in, it's like, oh shit, I'm out of music. I've personally found myself in like a little bit of a new music rut. Like I still find a couple new songs a day, but it's not like like you like you said, I'm kinda of just like traveling down the path of nostalgia. Yeah, exactly. Like um I don't I don't really know how to describe it. It's like uh I think it's also, like, I've been popping in on artists that I haven't listened to in a while. So, like, I'll see if they have, like, some new stuff out or anything down those lines. And then I'm like, oh, now I'm on this artist again. All right. And then I abuse it, like, for two days. And then I'm like, well, fuck. What, what, what do I do now? <laughs> yeah, right. And honestly, I didn't even end up binge watching a lot of stuff over this. I, like, I watched a couple series just because I was going to watch them anyway, but I don't, I feel like my consumption in general hasn't gone up, but I also been, I worked a lot of the lockdown and so maybe I just didn't have the same free time. Well, I mean, <laughs> I could give you the exact opposite. <laughs> like, uh, uh, I've uh, been really trying to keep myself entertained. So, uh, once again, also not binging too much. I, I think midnight gospel was the only, I, I wouldn't even call that a binge, but I finished yeah, it's it just now. Like a night, evening. Really... <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, and I didn't want to rush it either. Like I had to be in a state where I was, of course, conscious enough and to like really ready to take in whatever Duncan had to spit out. So like, um, yeah, it's crazy because like, that... taking it in was like the whole point of that podcast. Or uh, I get it was a podcast. I guess but it was like a podcast TV show. Um, but it was like. I can't remember any lines from the show. I can only remember like the feelings I had watching it. That was really neat. I think like, cause the whole show is about letting go or at least like the river, like flowing down it and not holding on to things. In my opinion. Uh, the, the one thing I really, uh, I mean, of course I took bits and pieces out of each episode because they're, they're fucking amazing. But, uh, especially the last one with his mom, that last recording. Um, that was fantastic. I loved how she talked about the presence of your body. Hmm. Like, I've never really, um, I always really blew off meditation because I've had to do it through, like, therapy practices or, you know, in a forced scenario. And it's kind of like, especially when you're just there to, like, you know, get things over with. Mm -hmm. It's just like, this is bullshit. Like, this doesn't work for me. Yeah, like, whatever. When you're so, like, uh, an authority tells you to take a deep breath, it just makes you more pissed <laughs> off. <laughs> Like, oh, are you fucking kidding me? Another thing I have to do? All right, that's cool. Here we go. But uh, I really liked how she talked about, like, can start, like, feeling your hand and then, like, work that feeling up to your arm and then, like, throughout the rest of your body, like, truly feeling what real presence is. And I've never really taken the time to do that. So that's I really enjoyed that. So That was my introduction to meditation. Not the show, but that technique was, um, it was really similar. It was, like, just feel the surface of your body, like trace a line around your body, like start your toes and like just trace a line till you've traced a line around your whole mm -hmm. body. And that's like, I think that's super important. Um, I, I don't think a lot of people do it enough. Yeah. I, especially a lot of people don't do it enough. Like, I mean, yeah. I'm 
21 and just finding out of uh, a meditation technique that works for me. So, yeah. <laughs> I think it's a great, like, each, it's a great each great. what's that? It's a great grounding technique, I think. Like, oh, yeah, especially just, yeah. especially right now, to just take your mind off the world or like anything that frustrates you. It's like, mm -hmm. all right, I'm, I'm here, you know, like, <laughs> we're still here. Another one that benefited me a lot was, um, trying to imagine a point of light like not a ball of light like you can do a ball of light but a point of light's really easy um because it's just like a point you know and imagining that either mm -hmm. in, in your head or your heart um or wherever you want to imagine it wherever like sits comfortably to you um that's the first step to actually like mindfulness healing but what i like it for is to find like some inner strength because I just like try to hold that light there and then it's like once you realize that no one's going to extinguish that light then that's I think the second death that we experience besides like bodily death is when that light goes out but mm -hmm. it's like as long as we're alive we're you're really able to create that light within you and it's not that that light literally translates into like feeling better about yourself or your surroundings but it's that like i think it's a good first step in the sense that it's like no one can take this away from me because it's an imaginary light oh, yeah. that you're imagining but it's like that's seems like the point to me where it's like no one can take this light away from me no one can take my imagination away from me like okay and it's like sort of like maybe i am in control of my thoughts like i think it's like that's my like yeah. inner strength one no i i really like that that's one i also haven't uh come by so yeah. Yeah, no, I, I probably try using that. Like, honestly, I learned that one. Like, someone was trying to tell me, like, how to relax, like, during DMT breakthrough. And so I was like, all right, I'll try that. And, like, I'm picturing light, practice that. And then, like, I'm like, all right, cool. And then I load up, try to, to do DMT. And then I picture the light, and I hit it. And the light turned into, like, an LED. And then the light, like, folded in on itself and became everywhere. And I was like, okay, maybe maybe I'm just going to, like, go with it. Maybe, maybe this light, like... <laughs> I'm holding too tight to this rope. Like, you know, uh, the universe really, go. like changed the light on me. <laughs> <laughs> I know it wasn't going to go out, but I might have tra traveled in it. So, that <laughs> yeah, it was a good. <laughs> I like that. All right, that's good. Yeah, I don't know. It's I think meditation, like it's something almost opposed not opposed like in conflict with but it's opposed as in like opposite to um consuming media like it almost seems like you can consume the world around you through your senses or you can consume like what's being what's on your screen and i feel like there's a difference there and just because it's they're both outside of you doesn't mean that they're on they're the same thing i don't think like i think there is actually a difference between consuming digital media and just like feeling the air in your room and like the taste of your mouth and the smell oh yeah easily because because uh, especially uh that side of things like you make whatever it is but vice versa it's like the are the messages already like put out it's not like or, I mean, I guess you could also make whatever you want from that, like with watching the news or any sort of like media, like. Uh, but I think that's. I think you that's know. Really if, you know what I'm saying, though. Like, yeah, I do. They're also like, 
they're trying to get you to do something. And that's, that's one thing I've really enjoyed, like hearing people's perspective of like uh, how they consume media right now. And one particularly that I really like is um, trying to like feel the message, like watching all different news and then like, all right, this is what they want me to do. They want me to go out and protest today or like vice versa. Like I'm still supposed to stay inside. This is a pandemic, you know, like. Or they want me to talk never, to uh, protesters or they want me to support this or they want me to vote for this person. Yeah, no, like, yeah. exactly. Like it's, it's just a whole fucking scheme, you know, like, uh, and I've never thought about doing that either. Like, uh, Oh, what are they trying to tell me to do? I would just like always blow it off and be like, ah, you know, it's biased anyways. This is NBC. This is Fox. So I get where they're kind of going anyways. But, you know, like I never really thought about that for like just casually watching even any sort of TV. Like, all right, like this is what they want me to do. Like, uh, yeah, I guess when you know? you're experiencing the world, like there's the people you're interacting with, which may or may not want something from you. But then there's also just the environment kind of also has that for you like the way your like the way your stomach talks to you gets you to do something also you know what i mean to where like all of our actions almost seem reactionary um but like obviously i think meditation is important because like it's so easy to lose any sense of your body on the internet we we're reduced to eyes and thumbs as this book i'm reading said like because that's our only like physical interaction with the internet in terms of our senses. Uh So it's like, yeah, our minds are like, like completely stimulated, maybe like in a positive or negative way, that's up to how you're using it. But our only physical interactions with our thumbs and our eyes. So I feel like it's really easy to let go of our like literal health in that sense. I think meditation's like the thing that it doesn't make me healthier. Right. But it like breaks me out of not thinking of my body. Because I don't naturally think of it, honestly. Like I'm to a like I'm honestly to a point where like when I wake up in the morning, my brain is yelling at me for something before my body is. Oh no, <laughs> dude! I completely get that. Half the time I'll be driving, and then you know, like I feel like a lot of people say this a lot, especially if you're like high or something. You're like, oh shit, I'm driving right now, and it's not like you're driving recklessly or like you're just in the lines. It's almost like. You're just, you completely zone out. Like, it's it's almost like its own sense of meditation. It's just like, I'm going somewhere. And then, like, you just forget. And then, like, out of nowhere, I'm like, oh, shit. Like, I'm me. Like, I'm in a car. And I'm driving. <laughs> like, I, <laughs> I guess that's not really too safe. But, you know, like, I, I want to say you get that. <laughs> you, could be, you could just be driving as, like, a motion. You, you could be a passenger. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, I mean, yeah. either, like, even, like, just with going about your regular day in life, like, I'll be walking around my house just kind of in autopilot for a while, and then it's, like, uh, something checks you back in, and you're, like, oh, shit, like, yeah, let's, let's wake up, let's, uh, we gotta do something now. Yeah, right. <laughs> We've done the same thing for, like, minutes, like, I already like the... ate breakfast, like, ate breakfast again. <laughs> I feel like the wake-up voice is louder for me when I'm stoned, um, like, hey, wake up. But I also feel like both my senses and my mind are moving faster in it when I'm also oh, when I also easily. easily no that's what I'm kind of like getting at it's like half the time it's like I'm going through all these different conversations whether it's like something that happened the day before or just like 
a reoccurring thought like that hits my head. It's like I will just talk to myself for a while and just kind of like be in a trans thought and then randomly it's like I need to go talk to someone or I need to go out and do something like we've we've had enough conversations. Like, I'm so bad at that. Myself, I'll have like full-blown conversations with people that I know in my own head and it'll just that's when I get the most stressed out and then I really I have to stop myself and go like dude you're not allowed to put words in people's mouths like that like just if you really want to have like just talk to them if you are if you can't get out of this conversation in your head just like text someone then like because then you'll hear something you don't expect <laughs> yeah, exactly. and like uh i think half the time with that it's like um like false hope you know you're like leading yourself up to a thought that one isn't real even yet so like it's like what are you what are you trying to get at like uh right, or false anger <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I need to be fucking mad at something. Yeah, that's the hard part for me because, like, I'm like, I think there's a lot of types of frustration, and I don't think all of the outlets are created equal. Like, obviously, there's like um, personal, like, career frustration, right? Like, you're just like, oh man, I'm not gonna make enough money. This is so annoying. Or like, my job's a dead end job. I'm so pissed off. And and then there's like sexual frustration, like how like where you're just not getting the outlet you need for that, um, <laughs> however it is, you know. But then like the like the frustration that's building up that I see is like is is political frustration. But it's weird because political frustration is actually like deeply connected to all the other types of frustration. It's like it is racial frustration, it is sexual frustration, it's it is economic frustration, like all time it's it's frustration towards authority like it's all these things tied into one and that's what that's what's super interesting like to where my outlets for it like normally yeah like sure you can go for a run right or like hit a punching bag and stuff like that or freaking just like take a bath and drink some wine whatever you do you know what i mean but like right now it's like we're being told there's only like two options in a way where it's like protest or don't and it's like, I, I think that's a false dichotomy. You know what I like? I, I like what I'm seeing today. I saw a lot of protests that kind of just turned into like people dancing and spreading joy in the streets because yeah, like, that's so much yeah, I love that. That's beautiful. That, that was amazing. So many, so many fucking people. And it was just like, I, I feel like as peaceful and sound as it could be. Like that's Except what things should be. About like what a peaceful protest is, or like, oh, was it peaceful? It's like I don't know. He threw a water bottle. Is that peaceful? Like, I'm not even worried about that because I think it, it when you ask that question, you're already boxing in what a protest can be. And I think a protest is just like act the way they don't want you to act, but you know you should be acting anyway. You know what I mean? Like, uh, no, yeah, no, I, I like that message. Yeah. I, I think that's it's like, like definitely right now you can't just go out on the streets and just dance like you're supposed to be mad at us like that is that is awesome because that's frustrating to whoever like to the authority it's like what do you do with that there's no way to look good when you're authority taking that down like there's no possible way that you can look good doing that like it's like i'm gonna stop this group of people from dancing yeah like they're spreading I, joy I, like, they turn their anger into joy <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. Yeah, like, because I don't think, because, like, I'd really like to reject some systems, you know? Like, I'd really like <laughs> yeah. to reject them. 
but I don't know if I'm ever going to get out of the system or truly reject them if I'm fighting the the rules of it, you know, it within the rules of it. I don't like, so if you're fighting like exactly against, like if, for example, like you're not going to get far in life if you do exactly the opposite of what your parents do or what your parents tell you, you know, but then you're also not going to be your own person if you do exactly what they say. So it's like, the point is that we become our own person we all become our own person. So, and it's not that we don't have a relationship to what the authority is saying, but it's like, we have critical thought and we can choose whether to obey or disobey this, like on a case by case basis, case by case basis. So it's like, uh, like the, a foundation for a new system, like this, the protest, I don't think lay a foundation for a new system, whether it's like economic or social, whatever. I think they definitely just point out a lot of flaws in the system, but that's like, that just leaves a power vacuum in my opinion. Like I'm not, I'm not saying it's anything wrong with the protests at all. I'm just saying like that there's like this, it's, there's more, there's more there. Oh yeah. No evil. I mean, it's kind of like what we talked about the other night, like uh, just about like how even the curfew being enacted, things like that. It's like, why aren't we talking about this? <laughs> you know, Dude, the here, that's like, it's not even a real thing. Like, there is a curfew, right? And it can be used to detain people without probable cause, like, or with a different standard of probable cause. But it's, it's, it's so loosely applied that it, I, there's like, you fall in one of two camps. It's either not applied at all. Or you literally might get taken away in an unmarked car to jail, and like I'm, I'm sure it's racial divides or at least class divide, like at class divides for sure, like and youth probably like age divides, almost definitely, um, like when you're a teenager and just like existing seems sketchy, like that has real consequences now. But our governor, oh, yeah. who signed this, who who who, because it's an executive order, he's the executive. The, our governor here. Like, my friend took a picture of him in a restaurant two hours past curfew two nights ago. <laughs> like, dude, what, what are you doing? Yeah. It's like, I get that means, like, cool. Pro, yeah. That means, for me at least, like, cool, pro, like, um, curfew doesn't exist. But for in terms of, like, the language of the law and, like, the fair application of it, holy shit. <laughs> I'm a politician. I can do whatever I want. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> yeah. Or like, I could probably go out to a bar, but like, I honestly feel like guilty in a way. Like, I don't want like, like, cool, it's nighttime. How am I going to spend my time? I don't have any good options, really. Like, I can go out and protest. I'll get arrested or tear gassed. I could go to a, like, and this stuff's not making the news here because they use signal jammers. Um, or I'm assuming. and. The stuff that happens at night is never recorded, so there's almost no liability for the cops. Um, or I can go to a bar, get drunk, and then by the third drink, I'm like, feel like a piece of shit because I'm just trying to distract myself from the world's problems. Or I could stay inside and like read more news. Like I'm not, I'm not sure what to I, do I there. Like, <laughs> no, it's like a forceful position to make you go crazy and act out in some sort of way, whether it is, like, to be a part of a, a 
a looting scene or to you know like even if a good good or bad like i don't know it's like you're supposed to do something or act out in some sort of way right now but i've been trying to just like once again like try to take uh take in like whatever i don't know where i'm going with this i, I guess like i just try to be like one my own person not to not to bother other people to try to understand where people are coming from right now because it's such a fucking bizarre time and uh mm-hmm. try to just be one grounded and two like uh not a fucking hypocrite or not to bash someone because they're or because they're protesting or i don't know like you, i feel like you kind of get where i'm going yeah, i'm like trying to like assume their reason like you have different yeah, right. reasons than you like i'm trying not to yeah I'm, I'm really trying to be open to that honestly it's kind of funny that being a hypocrite seems like such a low like not being a hypocrite seems like such a low bar but like if you're not a hypocrite these days like you're doing good like you're doing good like i'd rather disagree with you and you were consistent <laughs> you know than like <laughs> agree with you on half the things and then like you contradict yourself because then it's like like where are you coming from like it's hard to see where someone's coming from when, exactly especially like you <laughs> yeah you're outside you see someone's face so it's almost like being in like a library or something seeing a cover of the book and being like oh no i'd never fucking read that like that book was hey, this is how i am i'm just a visual reader so like i would just like especially i remember in um elementary school going to the book fair like i could i could barely fucking read and i'd be picking out this fat ass book because i'm like that cover is fucking sick like i need that in my life <laughs> and then it would just sit and it would sit on my dresser for a couple years and then i would sell it to mckay's books like mckay's used books so you know like um i i guess i i kind of went off track there but um it just, it's just like in public it's like you see someone do something and it's like oh like say someone was acting out in some sort of bizarre way to you at the time like they're screaming and you don't know what they're screaming about and it's i think more people need to take a step back and not be like wow that person is really angry they shouldn't be like that like in public yeah and you don't know why like, they got oh. there yeah, exactly. <laughs> you don't know why they're fucking screaming like a maniac yeah. like they can have a more than rational fucking reason to be where they're at like yeah. god I'm, like it, especially right it's hard now, to call like, people programmed it's called it's hard to be like you're a sheep especially right now because it's like okay we're, we're all sheep it's just like <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, you know, our parents. What's going on here? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I think everyone needs to step back and be like, "Why is this fucking happening?" Then, then we'll be on more of a clear path. Something interesting that I have been noticing though is like you can take it just taking people's talking points. You can see where they get their news. Like that's crazy to me. Like you, you know where people get their news because of the talking points they use. Where it's like. If you have seen all the pictures or you've seen all the police brutality and a lot of the looting and a lot of people supporting protests, like you probably have been on Instagram or Facebook <laughs> or Reddit and you've surrounded yourself with communities like that. And uh, if you're talking against the looters or you're talking about how in this city the cops were best friends with them and it's all okay and like I can't believe – like I can't believe – how many people are showing up like oh my gosh like what about covid like you're watching cable news and it's crazy that how everyone's there's like there's no non-echo chambers like it's the only way to not be in an echo chamber is to like take all of it in 
and that's super unpleasant honestly that's so unpleasant but like like i I feel like i almost have to take in the stuff that i really don't like just to know what the talking points are like just to know just to be because like you can't defend against something you don't know oh yeah i mean that's that's like everything i i ah god dude it's it's really frustrating i don't know (laughs) i want to I want to be like everyone's friend and be on everyone's side, but um, I, I think mainly with what you're just talking about too, it's like I think people that talk about like a political aspect right now, you can clearly tell when it's their parents' message from like if they're actually like reading up on politics, they're reading up on the news, whatnot, because it's like you can get in an argument with them and then randomly it goes like south like with a snap uh, like. Uh, or a blink of an eye, like, they don't know what they're talking about. So, like, they say their their first point, and then it's like, yeah, but, like, why? Or, like, you just ask them, like, oh, really? Or throw something else in their face, and they're just shook. Like, they're just, I don't know. They, they just stand there cold because they're like, well, no. And then that's where people get frustrated because it's like, well, no, I, like, I want to listen to my parents, but, like, I don't I don't know what I'm talking about now. Or I don't know what. <laughs> about i don't know i i think that's hilarious and that's where there's very few leaders that i'm finding that i really like i'm like wow you're saying good stuff like no one because no good leader is gonna incite you towards something that they don't fully understand it like that's my opinion like it like if there's a like like a lot of the speeches made at these protests are, are are bomb. I've only heard a few of them, but it's like, okay, like I understand that because you, you're talking to a crowd of people who are risking like their health, their lives, their jobs, whatever they're risking, their freedom to stand up for this cause. Like, and that's a super fine line because you don't want to incite them to violence, you know, but you have to excite them. So it's like, and it's against a group, the police. So it's like, that's I, like props to a lot of those speeches, like like serious props, because it's like if you can stand up and talk in front of a thousand people and get them hype, but then also keep them like not a mob, then that's like that's some serious public speaking skills. <laughs> it's like magic. yeah, no, it's real magic, dude. A lot of the intellectuals I've found are like really not sure what to say right now they're really not sure because it's like yeah that's why i'm not like especially from like going back to like from a political standpoint like i mean it's literally two fucking old crazy white dudes like fighting against each other and um colin powell endorsed biden and he was like i can't like you shouldn't vote for a liar and i don't know if you know who colin powell is but he's the guy that went up in front of the united nations under the bush administration and lied about weapons of mass destructions and destruction in iraq in order to get us into the iraq war <laughs> and the fact that people are praising him just for going against trump but not even like understanding any of the context of how ridiculous that endorsement is like for biden is it's so bizarre to me like okay so in within two days you have that guy and you also have george bush endorse biden that doesn't like 
the way that reads is that, wow, Trump is such a bad candidate that we can't endorse it. Like, even the other people are endorsing him. But the only way that reads to me is that, like, oh, Bush and Biden are actually on the same side. <laughs> like, they always were. <laughs> like, they didn't have an excuse to say so before. But now there's an excuse because you have this you have this outsider. I'm not saying he's an outsider in terms of, like, he's outside of the sphere of, like, big money and political influence. Like, he's very well-situated in that sphere. Like, he's used that, like, obviously successfully because he's the freaking most... He's the leader of America. But the fact that, like, there's clearly subgroups within these people also is is very interesting like within within the elites like there's subgroups you know you have like the tech elite are silent except for some like some battles with trump here and there like and like some like oh we got to do fake news stuff like that but otherwise they're silent like people have been saying like to jack dorsey of twitter for four years like how can you not ban this guy he literally threatens war over your platform and he's just like dude i it's the president like i don't know what ramifications this will have like i i can't i like i kind of just gotta let him do his thing and so like a lot of these tech giants are just they're they're quiet and i don't think that means they're not doing anything i just like it's hard to see what they're doing because they're quiet like there was like google and facebook i think both had congressional testimonies in this administration and like i think that was really like their only outreach like huge companies like that don't do don't they don't do like they, like they do like updates to their policies every once in a while but they don't do press releases they don't talk about what they're spending 500 billion dollars on a year you know what i mean like they're really quiet about that yeah and then you have like the people well ingrained in like the politics of it who are like they just won't shut up like they're just like they're all behind biden now and it's like okay so that's a certain that's a certain group of big money who is the status quo like whatever we talk about is is the stat that's the status quo those are the people that have been in power for the last 40 years and you have trump's fucking group which is like the same the same software or the same tech company he used cambridge analytica in order to basically like find voters who had never voted before pander to them and get them to vote he basically like created six million voters out of nowhere and that's the margin like that's how he really took the lead is because these people had never been targeted through ads or political campaigns because they never voted and no one ever assumed they were no one even knew like they weren't even on lists of like potential voters or people to campaign to and cambridge analytica using facebook data just finds all these people who like were easily polarizable and they're like here you go and they're the only and they got basically like free airtime to them like the other side didn't even know these people existed and they used the same company as brexit like brexit the uk campaign used the same company in order to run that campaign and it's like so you have this weird like thing going on where it's like wide open corrupt and they're using tools the other guys aren't seemingly using <laughs> yeah what what is what is a fair um political campaign i don't think there is one especially you know, I, don't here. I don't even know like <laughs> like i really don't like trump was appointed i think today or yesterday um 
he appointed to his campaign finance team, like to the executive campaign finance team for the next election, someone who's already been arrested for campaign finance fraud. <laughs> so it's like, I don't even know, like that makes me laugh, right? I'm like, huh? Oh, yeah. But like, over, it's fine now. He's good. He's ready to go. Yeah, right. Like, does that mean they're going to be watched more closely though, or less closely? Does that more them make them more likely to commit campaign finance fraud because they've done it before with almost no ramifications, or less likely because they've been caught? Like, I don't know actually. I really yeah, don't. Yeah. Uh, who I the hell's funding Biden? Like, who's funding him? It's not us. Like, I I don't know. Like, I know many people that donated to Bernie Sanders. Like, it was like a Reddit meme where it's like, I donated two hundred dollars. I donated two hundred dollars. Like he. Got the most donations of any candidate ever. Small donations from any candidate ever. He didn't take super PAC money. And then it's like Biden gets chosen, and everyone goes like, "All right, cool, good luck, Biden." Like, I'll vote for you. So it's not so it's not the bad guy. And it's like, well, who's donating him money then? Because that's who owns him. What what I (laughs) I think is sad is like they immediately threw Biden out there to be like, "All right, he would win over, uh, he'd win over Bernie," and it's like. Why? Duck. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like how and why? Like who's doing that? What are you guys thinking? All all people. All people are scared as shit of Bernie Sanders. It's it's because I think it's largely because like if you're if you're rightist, you're afraid of the whole socialist like uh, socialist name tag that he's got on him, and it's like you know what, dude. Fucking that. He that's one man that wants to like do well or do good for the country. Now, now uh, what we what we're left with now is people that want to take over the country. It's like why? <laughs> or like why? Yeah, left. or or Joe fundamentally nothing will change Biden. <laughs> like which is like I don't like it's I don't know how much of governance we have to look at. Like, it almost seems like where people are arguing from politically, it's like where the founding fathers started arguing for. Because, like, they literally went into a room and argued for, like, a week about what to write in the Constitution. Because there's really – it's not that simple. There's a lot of shit to argue about. But, like, their foundations were very similar. Like, it was um, it was Locke and Hobbes and a lot of other Enlightenment thinkers who, like, lay foundations for, like, what the government's role is. And – I like I don't see anything productive coming out of this unless like we can very broadly just define what the government's role is because that's something like people dis- like every person disagrees from another person and it's like all right you might disagree on the strength of the social safety net or even if there should be a social safety net and you might disagree on what the government's role in foreign countries is or like if we should have a role in foreign countries but like can we at least agree that it should be representative of what we think and not representative of what's paid for? <laughs> like, cause that's something I think we can all agree on. It's like, cool. We can disagree on how to deal with foreign policy, but we can agree that like both of our opinions matter. And at this point, neither of our opinions matter. Yeah, no, I, th- I think fighting being implemented was, a publicity stunt just to keep the two-party system alive. Now, I think what I really love is what you said the other night about 
what <laughs> what <laughs> like campaign should be. It should be literally like The Bachelor. It should be six to eight <laughs> candidates. <laughs> it's literally like almost like a reality TV show. And it's like maybe they talk about well, many ideas, dude. Like, <laughs> who do we vote for? Like who do we want to get that fucking roast? Text vote to five four four two eight now. Data carrier messaging rates may apply. Literally <laughs> American Idol, you know, like that's how it should be. Like I want you to sing a little for me, and then I'll, I'll be the judge if that was a good song or if I I didn't like you on it, you know. <laughs> that is like, I, I think, the the the. That why that is funny, but even possibly realistic, or at least I would be willing to talk about like the nuances of that, is because it just because it's not two party system. You know what I mean? Like just the fact that you get six options would change things so dramatically. Like it would actually force the politicians to. I guess we could call it pandering to the people, but it's like, well, I'd rather you pander to me than ignore me. <laughs> now that I think about it too, the way the way everything's set up too, it would, it would cause a war in our government. Like it would be like the president versus Congress. Like you know, like I mean, it's already kind of like that. Oh, yeah, it's like right. We're at the point where it's like how to. It's like we're at a rock in a hard place. We're like on one side, it's it's like some sort of weird form of civil war that's less geographical and more going to look like the purge and the other side is authoritarianism and fascism and it's like how do we how do we get through these narrow straits without ripping our hole on one of these rocks you know and like flooding like because this is like this is a tightrope like it really is and i actually think that like we're seeing both anarchism and authoritarianism in the same place at the same time like and they're both just reactions to one another mm -hmm. like there's nowhere we can find like foundations of policies and beliefs it we only can have reactions to them which bums me out it makes me think like this is already planned you know like this has already been written this story's already been written and filmed on a remote location and we're just watching it now but like, yeah. When, when I have hope that it's <laughs> come out. You know. <laughs> oh, it's gonna be a summer blockbuster. <laughs> yeah, blockbuster, <laughs> back, baby. We, you thought we were fucking gone. We're back and bigger than ever. <laughs> oh man, that oh. might. That's gonna totally be some novelty thing. Like people are gonna like want to go into video stores, like. They go into record stores now, you know, in like 10, 20 years, people are going to be like, oh, yeah, new Blockbuster opened up and they're going to be like, spend $30 on a VHS tape. <laughs> you ever heard of a DVD? Like it already is a thing. And like, there's a thousand reasons why, but I think there's just like an appeal to vintage stuff. I mean, clearly history repeats itself, but I wonder how our media is going to repeat itself, you know? Like, we're already back to, like, cable news in terms of, or ca um, cable TV in terms of, like, streaming services. 
like we we gotta have five different ones five different channels you know to see it like oh so it's you, like youtube tv hulu plus or like uh <laughs> we're gonna get back to minutes yeah. like on a texting minute like, oh, <laughs> minutes it's gonna be like the movie in time with justin timberlake and we like have like how much time on our arm and it's like shit shit coffee's five minutes today <laughs> damn it <laughs> that's great I, that's great analogy oh man like dude i let's make some bets right now uh uh weed will be legal by october really all right i've kind of frayed away yeah. from that whole topic for the most part, like I've just kind of been doing, like, doing my own thing. With that. It's the best way to chill people the fuck out. I mean, like in the '60s, it wasn't like that's what got people thinking. But like at this point, you give people weed and Netflix and like tell them they can just hang out. Like that'll subdue a large portion of the population. They're like, hey guys, we get it. You're kind of mad that it could be Biden or Trump again. The weed's gonna be legalized. Yeah. Don't even don't even fright about it. Like it's gonna be okay. Weed's legal. Dude, no, that'd be crazy. Like that would be crazy if like because <laughs> like this election's not gonna get less contentious because no matter what, like I heard someone say this and I totally agree. No matter what, half the country is gonna think it was rigged. No matter who wins. Yeah. No. Either. So like this is how everything has. This doesn't. Yeah, but like. Literally, like, if the day before the election, Trump was like, executive order, weed's legal, or, like, DEA is abolished, you know what I mean? That might be the biggest landslide since Reagan. Wow. <laughs> like, that would be crazy. Yeah. No, I'm not saying it'd be... I would actually be terrified in that, in that sense. Like, <laughs> like I'd be like, that's not yeah. the way I want it. Yeah. <laughs> It's like a genie, you know? Like, be careful what you ask for. You gotta phrase it perfectly. You got three wishes, motherfucker. Don't fuck those up. <laughs> Don't be wishing for candy the first two wishes and then ask for three more wishes for the third, you know? Right? Like, I don't... I, I wish politicians did more, like... What I hated so much learning in AP government was, like, yeah, pork rolling, I think. Or pork barreling. Yeah, yeah. And it's like when you're writing a bill and you put a bunch of other shit in the bill to get support for the bill. So it's like, say you're voting on like, like the, um, the space force bill mm. did, um, did what did the space force bill do? I think it, I think, was that his CBD bill? Yeah. That also way over my head. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to look it up. <laughs> interesting yeah i just looked up the definition so okay yeah it, it includes it includes um parental leave for federal workers it um like it has a bunch of other stuff like no bill is ever just one thing like it's it's not like we're doing one thing in this bill they like always throw a bunch of other things on the, the, the like the way the reason here is because of like, it, like it's called pork barreling, I think, and it's, I don't like I I see that it can be I see that that can be used positively, like say like Congress is writing a bill 
Well, people aren't really getting much input besides like if they protest it or like how social media is dealing with it. But like, say you're like House of Representatives writing a bill and it's like, hey, what do you got? What do you want us to throw on this bill? And they just like throw a poll out there. You know what I mean? And it's like, um, well, we'll add a little bit more funding to your bus stations. We will do this, do this, do this. And like, I don't think these should be used to like deregulate anything, but like, since we already have so little opinion on where our budget goes to that, and it's like, we're getting breadcrumbs compared to the defense budget anyway. It's like, just throw us something, dude. Like guys, like just throw us something. Dude, though, I, I like, mean, the way our infrastructure, the, the, the way <laughs> I see it, it's almost like an Allegra commercial or something down that line. It's like, it's like, oh, this will cure like whatever is bad going on in your life. But, and then the voice gets quieter and it's like, you may, you may experience symptoms of that. Uh, uh, depression, uh, suicidal thoughts, and it, it goes on a fucking whole list of shit. And it's like, what is this doing better for my body? Like, you, you yeah. want me to go, oh, all right, it's time, I'm done. Try to leg rough. Yeah, this didn't work. Bye-bye. Like, what? <laughs> that's, like, super accurate. I think that's, like, really accurate, actually, to a lot of bills. Like, especially the bills that seem progressive at face value. It's, like, the more you, like, if you read the text of the bill, it's, like, what the fuck is this actually doing? like the affordable care act the affordable care act is like seven thousand it's like multiple thousand pages and it's like all right i understand creating like federal mandates for health insurance and like creating like a new thing of health insurance is going to take more than a paragraph to explain but it's like when you have that many words like if you miss a sentence like what's in like you know what i mean like who read that actually <laughs> No, that was, that was great. That's hilarious. That would be a great, that would be a great bit. Like a, <laughs> like a pharmaceutical like video. That's like, actually like a bill. That would be, that would be, Dude, I mean, that would be awesome. Honestly, I don't can't ads are satir are satirical because like usually only like criticism is satirical, but like, Dude, the first person to use satirical campaign ads where they're just like mocking the other opponent, like not in an angry or like devilish way, but like in a humorous way, like that's how you appeal to the young vote is make a meme. Um, dude, that was my that was my first experience of uh, like memes, I have to say, but the Bush uh, carry um, campaign. I remember. Uh, like seeing all these videos on YouTube, just like, um, of course, like mockery of both sides of the campaign. And it was like, uh, they try to use it like, um, God, what is it? I'm, I'm drawing the hardest book ever. Um, oh, what, what show is it? Uh, uh, God, uh, I guess yeah, I'm, uh, kind of, but like, I. Mad TV, Mad TV. God, it was the biggest point. Oh, it's almost like a, a like a early version of South Park, you know, like yeah, even South Park. That was yeah. that was <laughs> that was but, probably my first case of realizing that politicians, are like, yeah, I think that's why Trump did really well. He actually like dominated the meme sphere. Like, I think there's a less toxic way to do that though i mean yeah dude the dude is literally orange and doesn't have real hair like that, that alone like that wins 
Dude, like, holy <laughs> shit, this dude, He's this dude's dog. funny as yeah, fuck. Like, exotic. my vote. Boom. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, literally. <laughs> I love the, like, <laughs> civilians are expected to act, like, perfect. Like, especially on social media. Like, it's so easy to get canceled or what or like lose friends on your feed for one disagreement out of 20 things that you actually have in common because i feel like we hold each other to a higher standard than we hold the people in power and that's like that's absurd okay yeah like 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 ex actually it's like have you ever not wanted to hang out with someone because you know they're going to like rant about something you don't agree with or like they're going to talk about politics you don't oh, agree with? Because like I try not to, but I have. I have to say like uh, the perfect example I have was literally freshman year. Um, uh, one, one, of the, one of the plugs I had was literally, he's a good guy. He's definitely in like a genuine soul, but like he would come through and I never knew him. But he forced that issue very fast. Like, he's like, oh, you're going to get to know me. Like, he would come. I'd be like, hey, man, like, I'm just trying to cop, like, an eighth. Then he rolls through, and then he's like, yeah, dude, so a lot of people don't know this about me. But, like, um, my dad and mom, blah, 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 just just goes in on, like, his whole life. And I was like, holy shit. Like, <laughs> like he's a politician. <laughs> like, he's got to get you your vote. 15 bucks, like, can you leave? Like, I'm sorry, but, like, <laughs> the transaction's done. It's completed. Like, uh, you don't need to be here anymore. <laughs> I don't want to be a dick, buddy. I can't hear him out. Yeah, no, I, yeah. That, yeah, that soon, that ended after a couple weeks. Yeah, it didn't last. I can't believe we have that, though, where it's like, man, I don't even want to associate with you because of your, like, personality, or in a way, or, like, the way you talk about things but then it's like you you also have like oh i think he's a good candidate i would have a beer <laughs> with him and it's like what? <laughs> it's like you'd consider having a beer with war criminals over like just a slightly annoying weed dealers <laughs> yeah i'm not saying yeah, you but that's a great comparison that is the point where we're at right now <laughs> it's seriously because like, I don't want to have a beer with anyone in the government right now oh yeah no, <laughs> the way I see it too it's like hey have you seen the world war uh, or the movie world war z like uh, yeah it's real life now how, how does that feel dude what, and whatever we're in now and then whatever comes next like I'm just holding on for the aliens because that's like that's when i'll like stop really giving a shit but like i still give a shit <laughs> like i still no, give a shit i still feel like it's like it's yeah. like finally the people in charge are here you know like like what is the <laughs> fucking message i've been trying to figure this shit out for fucking years they're just telling me what to do yeah <laughs> Or like at least give me an order I could say no to. You know what I mean? Because like that'll make me feel good too. Like, fucking secret police knock on my door and tell me to give up information. Like, yeah. cool. I could say no. It's not gonna end well. But like at least I knew. I, at least I know I'm right. 
Like, at least I get that satisfaction of knowing I'm right. It's like false <laughs> power. It's like, yeah, you give someone a gun and they're like, yeah, my cock is fucking 12 inches now. Did you not know that? Like, I should probably write it in my goddamn chest, There's, but, you know, I don't. But I'll tell you about it. I will tell you about it. Yeah, that's how that's how there's even enforcers in the first place you know what i mean like because there's the people that want to like just keep their community safe but like those aren't the ones tear gassing people and like like that like the fact that there are those and you have like people that do take those orders like yeah it means they're brainwashed but it also means that like enough of those people exist that like the power can protect itself like like enough of those people have, have been brainwashed. Yeah, no, I have to say I've seen it split though because like um, I you, you see a lot of those videos like of like you know the cops going around or the sergeant shaking everyone's hands like no we're here for you guys but then they what is not like clearly left in the video half the time it's like or like it left in another side of the video like it's never the full video it's just like you either get that part or it's like. But seriously, if you guys are out past curfew, like, we'll be back, and we will have a lot of people here, like, and they're going to be here to take you away. It's like, holy shit. Like, yeah, but it's like, like, you're the, like we're so not you're, So you're, like, just a normal cop in some suburbs, and most of your career has been uneventful. And then shit goes down, right, like, months earlier, and they're like, okay, so the whole country, the whole world's locked down. But, like, don't don't really be a dick about it. Like, people are really going to, like, do it themselves. Like, just, like, they, it's not like they can go to any, like, events anyway. So, like, you guys give some speeding tickets, I guess, to keep up revenue. But, like, otherwise, like, try not to be dicks about it. And then it's like, this happens. And then their boss comes to them and goes, all right, so there's a bedtime now. Like, how do you say yes to that order with a straight face? Like, I don't understand that. So, everyone like, of all ages has to be in by eight. All right, yeah, I got that one. All right, I, I, that one I can remember. <laughs> Except you guys, you guys have to yeah. be out there. <laughs> you're you're going to be out all night. Um, but uh, eight o'clock, everyone else inside. Make sure that happens. Yeah, right? you got it. You guys later. Check in, check in sometimes soon. Uh, great. Like I don't know. I'm going out. I'm gonna. I'll go. I'm gonna go to see if like a bar is open or something tonight. Like I'm gonna see what's going on there. Cause like everyone seems to be in the same place where they're like cool protests, but like the way that the reactions have been, like that scares me. And everyone's kind of like, oh fuck, this doesn't end well. You know what I mean? And like maybe I'll run into someone who has an idea of how this ends well yeah no, <laughs> i mean definitely I, I mean one thing or maybe it does and next year is like gnarly like it just keeps getting worse and then this is my hope this is my hope this year it'll just be gnarly and then 2021 is like we're not even thinking about how gnarly it is because we're like just in the middle of some event that is like an active thing that we don't have time to stop and think it's just like not not even survival but even like mental survival in a way like or like they give us a new ultimate vr video game and we're just distracted with that shit and then it's like 2022 comes around and we just call it like 
2022. <laughs> and it's like, we're going to try this shit again. <laughs> I got yeah. my hope. That's my best case scenario. Uh, fuck, what is it? Um, uh, God. I always draw a blank on this. Uh, uh, there we are. Um, it's almost like we're creeping up to what... I, I mean, have you ever seen the show Maniac? Like Jonah Hill's uh, TV series? It was on Netflix. I don't know if it still is. Maniac, maniac. Oh, no, Essentially, it's like you got these two characters, of course, the binary, a guy and a girl, and they hate each other at first because they're, like, really polar opposite. The girl's outgoing, and then the guy, like, Jonah Hill is, you know, of course, shy. And, like, they're both dealing with, like, depression, anxiety, whatever. And now there's this new cure that, like, if they go in this VR set, like, they can experience things together, and then, like, it is supposed to cure their, like, mental illness, essentially. Like, that is that is a very quick wrap-up of the show. But, like, um, of course it doesn't work. It's, like, this computer system is the one controlling it. It's, like, good taste of AI. And then the computer starts actually feeling feelings. And then shit goes down south, and it, everything goes haywire but it's like this is what we're creeping up to in reality like everyone's just gonna strap in on their their vr set and it's like all right dude i did uh i i was like uh thin from adventure time all yesterday and i, I that was cool but i'm kind of done with that for now like <laughs> so like where do we go like um let's go way opposite side of the spectrum let's go like uh uh, I don't know, fucking like Tom Cruise and Top Gun, you know. <laughs> I want to be like, like a badass. Like I'm gonna be like a different kind of badass today. Like still a hero, but like, you know, yeah. it's yeah. That really is the next step. Well, because like a lot of people are like, like we had like AR happened, I think, without us like, but not the version. I think we saw happening because like we got their Google Glass came out like years ago. I don't even remember at this point. And it was like a flop because no one actually, I think, wanted to admit that we're almost already in an, in an augmented reality world because like the world looks different. Now we have smartphones because when it like say like you're just looking at a certain building. Well, now you have thousands of opinions on that building you didn't have before just in oh, your yeah. brain dancing around and reality already augmented because of what we read on the internet in that sense so it's like we already have ar like if you want if you want like a video game version of it there's plenty you can choose pokemon go like there's one you know what i mean we already have ar we're not getting a, a like we might get google glass in like a better version of that maybe but like we have phones we don't really need that and that would like no one really wants like that re ability of recording device just like on our faces all the time and in, in general so it's like vr really is like the next step and i don't know if you've tried it but like it's really yeah, no, close I, to being I there haven't. it's really close I've, uh... i think motion is like one of the main things because all the senses like you don't need to establish all of the senses be like for it to be very very mainstream like you could fucking release smell as like a DLC, like honestly, like, and just like keep releasing it because like, like the iPhone didn't come out with like 
a great camera or like a lot of the features it has now, you know, or like an Apple wallet, but like people still had, everyone still had iPhones and smartphones by the time it did. So it's like, what's going to be the big consumer jump into VR? Like, I think it takes motion sense, like not sensing that that's really good, but like, like how do you climb a ladder in VR just in your living room and still making it realistic, you know, or like running away and shit like that. Like that's a big one. And like, price accessibility but like that i think like once the features are there production will wrap up or ramp up and it'll become more i mean i, I don't know cheaper. if it was because i was so. just young at the time or so young like but i remember when like connect came out it was like it just kind of or i forgot what playstation's thing was too but like that was like it felt like it came out of thin air. I was like, holy shit, like, we went from a controller and get in front of the screen and do oh, a workout yeah. on a pad? Like, whoa. <laughs> Dude, I, I, got, I got an iPad. I got the first-gen iPad and Connect in the same year. And, like, that, I, like, that, was one, like, that was a huge year for me in terms of technology. That was when I was like, oh, this shit doesn't stop. Like, it's going to keep coming. But the last couple of years, I've been like, "What's the next?" I don't, I don't think I'm gonna like the next step. I, I think I'm coming around to the VR version of it, though, as long as we can figure <laughs> some shit out here first. But I mean, in Ready Player One, the whole point of why everyone was in VR is because everything went to shit outside. So like, I'd rather not give up on the outside yet, though. Like, I'd rather not completely dissolve. Like, I'm gonna wait until <laughs> it's safe. Yeah, I, but that I think that's the uh, the problem with where a lot of people are at now. It's like, when is it actually safe? Like, I mean, seriously, like, is is it just safe, like, to be outside again? Is it safe to be a, a true citizen? I, I don't know. I just, I I think everything is going. To, oh God, excuse me. Every bless I uh, with you as well. Um, but I think everything's just you know all over the place. Like uh, I feel like that's also why I can't necessarily make rational decisions half the time because it's like, oh, what the what the fuck? It why does it matter? Like if I do this now, because it doesn't, I'm not gonna take a toll on everything else. Like, but no, it, I agree. I think it comes yeah. from fear. <laughs> yeah, like. Uh, I'll I'll end it I'll end it on a quote about that from the the novel Dune right. by Frank Herbert. I must not fear. Fear is the mind killer. Fear is the little death that brings total obliteration. I will face my fear. I will permit it to pass over me and through me. And when it has gone past, I will turn the inner eye to see its path. Where the fear has gone, there will be nothing. Only wow. I will remain. <laughs>